Bohemian Rhapsody. We haven't fucking seen it yet. Yeah, no. You said it's the second highest grossing. Well, that's what the streets told me. That's what the streets are telling you? Yep. Ray probably has to be has to be number one. Probably. I mean, you're you're okay, we're talking about Ray and we're talking about Walk the Line. Right. Um I mean, is it music biopic or just biopics, period? Just biopics, period. There's like the J. Edgar Hoover movie. Yeah. There's like, I mean, there's something. The Aviator. The Aviator. Oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Aviator. Uh, I don't even want to think about it. Like, there's so many. There's yeah. so many. All by Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, All apparently. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but fucking the, uh, the, the, the Ray, man. Ray. It's a good buddy. movie. Buddy. It, it. It stuck with me. I remember. Mm. I remember. For some reason, we went and saw it at um, the 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 um, movie theater at um, Universal. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, it just like I don't know. Everybody else got out of the theater and they were like, "Oh, that was pretty good." But for me, I was just like, "Oh, <sighs> I was yeah." It just something. I'm different now. Something changed yeah. after that. Yeah. I was like, I mean, just everything that he. And you know, I get I I'm older now, and I see what people say about the fact that like it's it's kind of um, you know, it's kind of a run of the mill uh, formulaic. Yeah, I get it. But when I first saw it, when I was a kid, I mean, it came out in 2004, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's 13, 14, and uh, just seeing like everything, like 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 this guy who just put everything aside for the pursuit of music. Mm-hmm. You know, he just he just lived. He just did what he wanted to do. Yeah, for better or for worse. Yeah, and then the kind of music I had never listened to Ray Charles like that. Like obviously, I knew who he was and knew his big songs, but I didn't know about like Ray Charles the man. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, and that, and then you know Jamie Foxx's performance. Yeah, like everything. I was like, no, there's so many more things that I can do, or I can try to do, Mm -hmm. or aspire to do. Yeah, it really. It really stuck with me. Open the door for yeah, you. Yeah, it did. It did. I definitely have it on DVD. <laughs> Gonna get the Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, sure you will. At some point. I'm not. Yeah, I'm no, not. No. What's the point of owning things? Wait for the 4K. What's the... Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's... You know, you're a collector. <laughs> I am a collector. Of of uh, most media. Some might say hoarder. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, did, I didn't want to say it. Maybe. I didn't want to say it. Your mother did call. And say that there's things that you could probably throw away. That the dog's going off. That's somebody getting home. Should we leave that? They'll never know. We're going to leave it. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, is Lottie bailing? Yeah, Lottie's bailing. Because she has a date. Excuse me. I got a date. Then I have to look at the Wow. Wow, she bailed on us. Cool, man. Cool. Anyway, let her fucking bail. Um, let her bail. Let her Christian bail on us. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, uh, uh. Exactly. Biopics are good. Biopics are good, man. <laughs> Biopics are good. They really are, though. I don't care how formulaic they get. If you make a decent one, I'm on board. I mean, it's it goes along with the whole, um, you know, the 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 theory of storytelling. You know, if it follows that trajectory, that hero's journey, yeah, it's just it is always satisfying yeah. for some reason for for humans to to watch. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm all for experimentation. I love really trippy experimental movies and you know things that push the boundaries for storytelling but you know it depends on what you're looking for if they, at the end of the day what you want is a, a a bit of satisfaction uh you know a, a classic arc uh, of a of a hero mm-hmm. then eh, i mean kind of can't go wrong with that formula yeah it's an easy one to do it really is yeah yeah let's see how easy these beers are to drink mm. all right what we have for you guys Tonight is from the Collective Project. It's a Southern Hemisphere IPA featuring Nelson and Citra. 
I'll be honest with you. Hops. I don't know what Nelson is. This is a hop. That's what it is? It's a type of hop. There you go. Oh, well, I'm making some assumptions here. I don't know, really <laughs> know for sure. <laughs> Citra's definitely a hop. Yeah. We know about beer. Yeah, we know we know we know Citra. Yeah. Definitely we've we've, we've, we've met her. We yeah, yeah. And we boy howdy. This is uh, brewed by Collective Arts of Wanaki, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys, I'm gonna post I'm definitely gonna post a picture of this can on Instagram because it's I mean it's a beautiful design. Oh yeah. The art is apparently from Jean in Bordeaux. <laughs> in Bordeaux. From Francais. It's 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 a really really yeah. beautiful label. Well, that's that is the uh, the thing that initially caught my eye on this beer, uh, which I should say we got from our old friends at Pat's. Shout out to Pat's. Yes, shout out to Pat's. Um, old old friends of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a seven point one percent. It was a four four pack of pints. So got a little bit of a tall boy here for us. Yes, sir. So let's uh, let's drink up. Let's do My it. name is Marco Dupa. That is Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What up, Brewskis? We are gonna have a good time tonight, ladies and gentlemen. This is the One Bear In podcast. Ah, oh, yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> what did you do? I don't Straight know. So in the news, yeah, dude, are you ready for this? Are you ready? ready for this? Are you ready? Are you ready? I mean, I guess. Oh, that was another world record. So I, I posted on Twitter about um, <laughs> the band Aha. <laughs> you sure did, bud. <laughs> and nobody, I didn't get any love for you it. You got, but, uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> but that's that's fine. That's fine. I post for my own amusement, and if people like it, people like it. So I posted some facts about the band because I was watching this this beautiful rendition that they did of their, you know, their uh, number one hit single, Take On Me. Mm-hmm. And uh, the lead single, well, the whole band, they were doing an MTV Unplugged, and they do like this haunting rendition of it. And I know mm-hmm. what you're thinking. Yeah, we take a pop rock song and make an acoustic Slow version. Slow it down, baby. Yeah. But you got to watch this video. It's amazing. The guy sounds incredible. I think mm-hmm. his name's Morton something. Morton? They're Norwegian. That's true. Anyway, so I took it upon myself to do some independent research on the band, as I do when I'm bored. I found out that they're not a one-hit wonder, as a lot believe. Mm-hmm. In Europe, they're still. they were still... As late as 2015, mm-hmm. still tearing it up, hmm. doing huge shows, selling records, topping yeah. the charts, living the dream, doing it, man, yeah. fucking doing it. 55 million records sold. They have the the one of the Guinness. They have they they hold two Guinness Book World Records. Mm-hmm. One for most attendance at a concert. They had 198 thousand people. Show up to their show. I'm guessing that that is a record because they they came specifically for that band. Yes, yes. Because I'm sure there are, you know there are festivals with more people. It than was that. a festival. Oh, really? It was a festival, but 198,000 people went to see them at the festival. Oh, yeah. I wonder it, how they counted that. That's a good question. Yeah, I'd like to know that also because yeah, how do you parse out? I mean, I guess maybe they took a, a tally and they were like, "Who'd you come here to see?" And I, I don't know how you would get the exact numbers yeah. on that, but I mean they, you know, fake they news. They didn't say two hundred thousand. They said one hundred ninety-eight thousand. Norwegian fake news. They got some kind of facts on it. Yeah. All right. Norwegian fake news. So I'll they, believe it. They have that world record, and then the yeah. other one. Speaking of the dumb shit I just did, uh, Morton, he has the uh, the the record for highest or, or I'm sorry, longest note held mm-hmm. live. 
Ooh. And it was like 30 seconds. Damn. Which is a long That's fucking a time. a long time, yeah. <laughs> a long time to be holding a note. Can you even... Some people can't even hold their breath that long. No. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it, that's pretty fucking amazing. They're also obese, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. You know, they can't. You know, they can't stand for that long. It's hard. You know, lose weight. I don't feel bad for obese people, mm. depending on their circumstances. Okay. If they're just like fat, like I'm. Okay, look, I'm saying this from my own point of view. Okay, I'm out of shape. Okay. I've, I've gained some pounds. Uh-huh. Not looking my best. We literally just ate pizza. Yes. So. Yeah. You know, and I, this is a beer podcast. I get it. Yeah. I get it. You just gotta try, man. You just gotta work. You just gotta work. I've seen some before and after pictures that would blow your fucking. Mind. As Brittany would say, "You gotta work, bitch." You gotta work, bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Teron was just showing me a before and after picture of somebody that he knows personally. Oh yeah, and it's incredible. Yeah, you know, so it can be done. It can be done. There's it's that one guy. It's a lot of who's work. Go, who, who's on Twitter right now? Oh yeah, the big dude. Yeah. And he's gone Kinda viral. viral, yeah. Yeah. So he's, you know, we're following his journey. Everybody's, you know, he got a bunch of followers on Twitter just to see how he does. Yeah. That dude's got to be like 400 pounds easily. Yeah. yeah. You know? And once he finishes his journey, I'd, li- I'd like to talk to him, you know? Mm-hmm. I'd like to know how do you get to that place. Because he's so open about his workouts and everything mm-hmm. and, and his weight loss journey. I would honestly like to get down to the nitty gritty and find out, like, how do you get there? To be that dedicated to no, losing no, weight, no. or to be that fat? Oh, the opposite. <laughs> the opposite. How do you get to yeah. that point? I want to know how you get to that. You place. know, I, I think I think uh, it it has to just be a you know a slow grinding journey. You yeah. know, like it, it it can't it doesn't happen all at once. It's it's little bit by bit by bit. Yeah, for sure. You start eating a little bit more. You start eating a little bit later. You start yeah. eating a little bit worse. Yeah. You stop doing exercise. You stop doing activities. You start sitting more. You start, you know, just uh, exhibiting bad habits. Yeah. And over time, all those collect, and you end up in this place where that's your new norm. Yeah. As opposed to being the exception. Well, how do you wake up one day? 400 pounds, 500 pounds. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure for a lot of people, it, it has to be just a uh, a cycle of discouragement. You know, they wake up one day and maybe they're, maybe they're for, for their height, let's say 200 pounds, and yeah. they find 200 pounds disgusting. And they're yeah. like, oh, man, I got to do better. But then, you know, a week from then, they're, you know, 205 or something. And it just keeps getting worse from there. Yeah. Until eventually, you know, they're they're two fifty, and they go, man, I gotta get back to two hundred. Yeah, but fifty pounds is a lot of weight. Yeah, it's gonna take a lot of work. It's gonna take a while too. It's not gonna happen overnight. That doesn't make me feel good. Mm. You know, what makes me feel good. Pizza. Pizza. I have some pizza. Tacos. Yeah, and then you know they fall into that cycle, and that's what makes them feel good. So whenever they feel bad, they they go to food as a. Uh, Oh, what's the what's the phrase uh, like a a comfort a comfort yeah um as, know, as a coping mechanism that's that's what I was looking for the universe is cruel yeah well what feels good is usually bad and that's not fair <laughs> unfortunately yeah. I guess I guess religious people will say that it's a test yeah that we're being tested at every corner and to do better for yourself takes strength and work and it takes work yeah and determination and it takes sacrifice yeah. And to do the easy thing, the thing that feels good, the thing that's, you know, your instant satisfaction. Right. Yeah. You don't get rewarded for those. No. Things. But not in the long term. But why not, though? Why? Why? Because why? this is not heaven, Marco. Yeah. Adam and Eve sure <laughs> saw to that. Yeah. OK. Yeah. So yeah. we suffer on this plane. <laughs> I went to Catholic school. You did. You I did. know. I know. Yeah. Well. Whatever we're gonna we, we will sit in these chairs and suffer for the people. Okay, we'll suffer for the people. We'll drink these beers so you don't have to, mm-hmm. or so that you do. I mean, we well, are yeah, for these are recommendations. Yeah, exactly. Guys. So we we <laughs> let people know when the calories are worth it. Mm-hmm. We're doing God's work, as some might say. That should be our tagline. Doing God's work. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that could be the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first one, letting you know if the calories are worth it. Yeah. I like it. The One Baron Podcast, letting you know if, if the, the calories, calories are, are worth it. it. So, uh, big shit happening in music news and just in news in general. Uh, the ever, ever, uh, 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 
I, I can't even think of a good like <laughs> adjective for this guy. Evolving, devolving, devolving. Yeah. You may have heard of this dude. His name's Takashi Six Nine. He is not Japanese. He's not. He's Mexican of all things. I think he's half Mexican. And half black or half white? Puerto Rican. Half Puerto Rican? Are you sure? I think he's somewhat Puerto Rican in there. There's some Puerto Rican in there mm. somewhere. Okay. Well, he's Latino. Yes. Latin, Latinx. La- Latinx. Yes. Yeah. Latinx. Um, if you're a big fan, uh, unfortunately for you, my man has made some mistakes in his life. <laughs> some bad choices. So we wake to the news that Takashi 69 might be going away for a very very long time longer than six nine longer than 69 years <laughs> he yikes the boy wakes up to uh, 17 counts of racketeering fucking gun charges drug charges you name it <clears throat> mr six nine was involved in it yeah so it's just it's an interesting place that we've gotten ourselves to because somebody asked something very interesting on Twitter, and I'd like to ask the question uh, uh, to my my esteemed co-host, yes, Obesius. That's me. <clears throat> do people or do you you can a- you can answer for society, you can answer for yourself, however you want to answer this. Okay. Do you want a guy, a rapper, to do the things that he raps about, or? Are you okay with a guy basically lying? Like, what do you think people want? What do you want? Mm-hmm. Actually, try to answer both. Okay. So multiple choice? Yeah, or no. no fill it's the not blank? multiple choice. It's an essay. Essay oh, question. Okay. Ready, set, timer starts now. Oh, man. So this is your FCAT. I suddenly have to go poop. Um, <laughs> the nerves. Oh, God. The nerves just shake the shit out of you. Literally. Um, okay, so for uh, for society, I feel like I feel like it's almost an old, old, old rap head mentality that you have to live the shit you speak about. Yeah. Right? You know, back in the day, you know, especially when West Coast rap became really big. And then, you know, after that, or, you know. Actually, before that and during that time period, a lot of East Coast, you know, gangster rap started to come out, too. Mm. I feel like that that form of hip hop was all about legitimacy. You know, you had to live it to speak it Uh, in the world we live in today. And I'm going to say this is probably for the better. I feel like there's a lot more leeway as far as storytellers goes. So somebody like, you know, Kendrick can talk about you know the environment that he grew up in but not necessarily his own story all the time he can speak for other people he can speak as other people and embody certain personas that he may have seen growing up he may have known about but weren't necessarily his life yeah and that's okay that's not looked at as being phony uh that's not looked at as being fake um and I feel like that's that's good because it gives people artistic license to tell bigger stories, to tell more interesting stories. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, like, as a writer myself, as a creative writer myself, I, like, you know, it's not akin to gangster rap, but, like, you you don't have to literally be that person to understand what it's like to be in their shoes. Yeah. Especially if you know somebody that has lived that life and you're close with somebody or you've, you've met somebody who is, who is that type of person. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the answer for today for most hip hop fans, I would say is I think people are more interested in, you know, interesting stories are more interested in just good songs period. Um, as opposed to it, technically literally checking out as far as their history and uh them being you know 100 percent legit as far as doing what they say and saying what they do yeah um what about for you when you listen to music i mean i know like like you you kind of sort of answered it Mm -hmm. because you know you're a creative writer you understand the stance of just being as creative as possible regardless of legitimacy right but I mean, when you were coming up, did it ever, did it oh, matter? Yeah, for sure. For sure. When I was growing up, when I was a kid, it was all about 
you know, you have to be able to back up your claims. You have to, you have to have some history. If you're talking about selling drugs, there have to be other people to substantiate that you sold drugs at some point. Yeah. You know, or like you have to, even the fact that like, you know, Nas and Jay-Z, some of their older raps are like these coded messages Mm. and like people, it it was, it was fun to try to read into that and be like, what's this street code stuff that they're talking about? It just, it added a, a level of credence to whatever they were saying is like, I don't understand that, but I'm not from there. Yeah. So that makes me feel like he knows what he's talking about. Like he's talking about people that we don't know. Yeah. So uh, like I, I found that really interesting and, and engaging. And I, growing up, I definitely was gravitating towards those type of personas of like, I like the real gangster who changed their life to become an artist. Right. You know, <clears throat> the street poet that yeah. was always really appealing back in those days. Um, you know, now a lot of rap is is very introspective. It's about feelings. It's about emotions. Yeah. You know, some people. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Some people make fun of that, and I I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's just part of the evolution of the the art of hip hop. My my whole next album is about that. By the way, November twenty third, Leisure is coming out. Plug 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 plug. Always be plugging. Always be plugging. Um, but yeah, I for me personally, I I am totally fine current day right now if you were to ask me I'm, I'm fine with somebody rapping about stuff that they didn't do as long as it is within as long as it's true to life it's true to uh, a, a real story it, yeah. it, it's not phony in the way that like you know vanilla ice was phony yeah or you know in, in, in a way that a you know let's say some guy who's never been around street people who haven't, haven't seen those kind of things and tries to rap about it in order to um impress people mm-hmm. in order to have something to rap about like no i'm i'm about rapping about your life but you know i i also think that you you can have some creative license on the stories that you're telling if you're telling a uh coherent and interesting story right but also i think you need to be upfront about that it needs to be obvious that you're telling a story and not it being about you right so that context is super important too you can't be saying like <clears throat> i sold drugs Yada yada yada, yeah, and not, you yes, know, yes, and 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 the not as a character, I'm saying, right, and and that I think is the the problem. It's hard to balance those two things. It's hard to create a narrative that people relate to, but from a third person perspective, yeah. And if you do it from a first person perspective, being obvious about the fact that it's not your life necessarily mm-hmm. kind of takes a layer from it. Yeah. And so that's I think that's the hard part about trying to balance those those two things and like somebody like Takashi 69 for instance like you know he gets arrested he gets all these charges and then it just comes out that I don't know if you saw this but his lawyer saying mm-hmm. that like you know Takashi 69 is not an actual gangster he's playing one on TV basically that's right. what his lawyer said. Right. I and mean, that's what most gangster rapper lawyers say. Yeah. But well, at the uh, same time, of, of, of course, of course. Yeah, like, yeah. what other defense do you have? Right. Is, exactly. Are you, are you that saying he's no? Actually, doing these he, things. He's, and, like he said in raps, he's killed people. Like, well, like if you okay. say, all right. So I, th- I guess something to keep his legitimacy. I guess yeah. it would be for his lawyer to say, like, these are stories from the past. There is no proof that he did any of these things. But if he were to have done these things, there's nothing to corroborate any of this. Yeah. It's just stories from the past. Well, I, I think you don't even have to go that far because you're putting your client at risk at, even with that. But I, I, I'm just saying like trying to trying to keep his legitimacy. Yeah. If, well, he, if I, I he would, was going for the, 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 um, the, the uh, image of still being a gangster, yeah. then he would need something to say like, this isn't like, okay, the same thing happened with Alex Jones. That's why, you know, Alex Jones is full of shit. When he was on, when he was uh, going through his divorce, his lawyer said the same thing. Like, he's not crazy. He just does it on TV to get viewers and right, stuff. Right, he, right. he knows. It's an act. He knows it's an act. It's we all know on. it's an act, right. blah, blah, blah. So then, okay, why the fuck would I watch Alex Jones anymore? Mm. I mean, I never did. <laughs> let me just let me just put that out there. Fuck Alex Jones. I never liked Alex Jones. I'm just saying as an Alex Jones, if I were an Alex Jones fan, mm-hmm. why the fuck would I watch Alex Jones anymore if I don't believe you like, what he's saying? Uh, gay fish. <laughs> oh no, frogs. Excuse gay me. Frogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. The frogs. The frogs. Gay. Um, <laughs> so you see what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. it's it's um it's a hard balance to strike. Yeah. To try to remain like like um. Like 50 Cent, for instance. Right. 50 Cent has been able to 
maintain that gangster image. Yeah. He gets, you know, when people like say stuff about him and they call him a snitch and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's like it brushes right off of him. Mm-hmm. And he's able to somehow keep, cultivate that image and keep it. Right. Like you still believe at least I do. Right, that he, he says, has a past. Yeah, and, and he would, yeah. And, and if you, if, oh, he got shot for it. I mean, the, well, the proof is in the pudding. Yeah, that's a huge. Yeah, that's a huge thing <laughs> for him. But I mean, like, if he were to, um, like, I believe that Fifty Cent, with the way that he acts on social media and stuff, that like, given the opportunity, he would snap back to street mode if yeah, he needed to. Right. Like, fuck the boardrooms. <laughs> He would snap back to that street shit. He just kind of seems like an asshole. He, yeah, right? <laughs> he seems like an asshole. He seems like he's kind of crazy. Yeah, like he just doesn't care. Yeah. He has no decorum. He just does what he wants. And I think that's what 6 9 was going for. Mm-hmm. The problem is like he was in, or maybe not him, but his whole crew was into yeah. some crazy stuff. Well, man. He, I think the, the, the difference between him and 50 Cent, is, I mean, besides... You know the talent level. Whoa! <laughs> uh, no, I was gonna say besides like the fact that I don't know, like they're from different eras. Yeah. Um, I'd say six nine. His issue right now that that isn't an issue for Fifty Cent now is that he's too close to his origins at this point. Yeah, that's a good point. If he had another ten years. To mature and to, to distance himself from his past, you know, maybe this stuff wouldn't have come back to bite him yeah. as strongly as it has now, you know? But, I mean, when 50 Cent first started, I mean, he was only, like, what, a year or two removed from all that stuff? Yeah, but I, I don't know. I guess he was, in his early days, smart enough to distance himself from anything that could stick to him. Honestly, dog, that's the difference. Yeah. He, he Takashi had, you know, by all accounts, a terrible management team. A terrible street team. Like yeah. he fired everybody because yeah. they sucked. They were awful. Yeah. And and the kind of stuff that he was saying on the radio was apparently going to get him killed. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, he was like he outwardly repped uh, gangs. And, like, well, not just that, but like all the shit he was saying about the people, people. on his team. Yeah, individual like, people. They were going to kill him. Well, that's that's exactly what his lawyer was saying. Was yeah. he was trying to his lawyer was trying to get. Um, Takashi off uh, on, was on bail or on bond. He's trying to get on bond. Yeah, he's yeah, to, to get him. Yeah, get him on bond, uh, saying that he's not a flight risk. You know, you you can put an ankle monitor on him if you want, but if he ends up in general population, he is at risk okay. because the FBI uh-huh. was investigating them, had wiretaps on his entire crew, yep. and apparently recorded them saying like they're going to get him. Yeah, so. You know, like with with that being exposed, the judge still said, eh, "Fuck it." Man, guess where he is now? <laughs> good luck, your boys in Gem Pop. Yeah, so it ain't looking good. It ain't looking good. It ain't looking. It ain't good looking at good all. for the home team. But yeah. Fifty had Dr. Dre and Eminem and Jimmy Iovine behind, right? Him going, this is the way that you should right. do it. This is the way that you shouldn't do it. Yeah. So I, they, I mean, they honestly probably saved him. Yeah. Yeah. For and sure. like all of G Unit and yeah. everybody else that was his friends, yep. and, you know that entire crew. And uh, you know, Six Nine doesn't have that kind of or didn't have that kind of support. And you know, I you know it's it's hard for me to feel sorry for a guy who was accused of being a pedophile and basically <laughs> was one. I mean, or is one acquitted I mean, man? Acquitted, sure. But he, I mean, according to court documents, he knew that the girl wasn't eighteen. Yeah. Um. And, you know, all this all this like gangster shit that he was trying to do to bolster his image and mm-hmm. his position in hip hop. I mean, it worked. Yeah. You know, you couldn't you couldn't look at a hip hop website without seeing his face. Yeah. He was well, everywhere. Yeah. I mean, he was he was very divisive. No. Yeah. Very divisive. In very divisive, but very popular regardless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, he's getting headlines everywhere. Yeah. Headlines. He was getting Whether you streams. love him or hate him, he's getting attention. I mean, you know, I listen to some of his music just out of out of curiosity. morbid curiosity. Yeah. And, you know, some of his stuff is not terrible, but mm-hmm. most of it is. Play <laughs> with a sticky. Play with the sticky. Oh. And uh, he, so it's, you know, I don't, it's hard for me to feel sorry for the guy, <laughs> you know. Well, we don't want him to die. Of course not. No, I don't. We're not wishing death upon him. He doesn't die. No, no, right. no. And, you know, I, I, I hate to see a guy lose his freedom for the rest of his life, yeah, too. Yeah, of course. But of course. It's, it's also hard for me to, like, it's also hard to say that he doesn't deserve it. It's hard it. for you to sympathize with him. Yeah, I mean, if, if he did everything that he's accused of doing, 
Yeah. You know, and if that those are the charges that come, it's like, come on, son. You had the world at your fingertips. Right. It was right there. Maybe, I mean, honestly, at that point, he may have been too far in. You know? Yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying. It's like he, just he too far in. He didn't have a chance to. I mean, he had he had just dug. I mean, but that's you know, this is the same guy who you know he goes to Chicago and he walks around like y'all ain't gonna do shit. He goes to yeah. fucking oh, of Compton talking about y'all ain't gonna do shit. Yeah. he's like it didn't seem like he was trying very hard. No, no, and that's the part where it's like it. Not only is it hard to sympathize with him, it's kind of like well, fuck this guy. Yeah, you know, it's like again, we don't want to see him. Nobody wants to see, you know, your life taken from you. But you didn't really make it easy on people to cheer for you, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I agree. Just hard to cheer for a guy like that. Yeah. It didn't seem like he was trying to turn it around. I mean, this wasn't even like a triple X situation where it seemed like he was, you know, suddenly about positivity. Yeah. And, you know, trying to trying to empathize with people and, and help people Some with kind depression. of remorse or... Right. Some kind of redemption here. No, he was he was fuck you until yeah. the end uh, yeah and now he's like take all the money in my bank account <laughs> just i don't i don't want to do this i don't want to do this anymore and it's like well you probably should have thought of that yeah because this is a guy who is making money and gaining fame and fortune off of the back of this image that he's cultivated yeah right then you want to turn around and and when the consequences hit you, you want to say, "Oh, well, it was all an act." Well, right. sorry, buddy. Yeah. People gave you money. People were out here fighting for you. Mm-hmm. You know, the the, the gun. The, there's there's sh- multiple shootings at yeah. your at your fucking uh, mu- video, video shoots shoot. and yeah. stuff. Like you cultivated this. You grew this garden. Right. You watered it. You fucking shaded you it. Sowed this. You sowed these loins. Yes. And then you want to turn around and act like, well, I mean, I, you know, I didn't want this. Well, to I don't happen. want these fruits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was growing something else entirely. Right. You weren't though. No. You knew what you were getting into. So don't turn around and act as if like, oh, oh, I, I mean, I didn't know that that was gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it seems well, like, you should have. It seems like a situation of him being sorry that he's caught now. Yes. As opposed to exactly. being sorry for doing the shit he did. Exactly. <sighs> but actually, that reminds me. Uh, in other rap news, have you seen about uh, Pusha T in Toronto? Oh yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. Have you seen the news? I saw the video and it did it did hit local Toronto news. Yeah, which I thought was really funny. Incredible. So did, did they say sorry? Sorry, <laughs> the news. Sorry. Uh, for the people that don't know, he was Pusha T was doing a show in Toronto, and halfway through the show, they start throwing beer at him and stuff, and then some guy. Runs on stage and tries to, who knows what, to push a T. Some say attack. I don't know. And he just gets beat the fuck down. <laughs> well, it was apparently three guys. Oh, was it? It was three guys. It's hard to tell in that video. Yeah, because it's a, it's an entire scuffle. Yeah. Uh, Pusha T's entire, like... Uh, entourage comes and like basically blocks him from any threat yeah. whatsoever. A lot of people I saw, especially a lot of the the, the Drake stands, were yeah. out there saying, "Oh, Pusha T got stomped out." No, like no, no not even didn't. close. He didn't even get touched. not even close. Yeah, he didn't get touched. These guys, which funny funny question, how did they get so much water? Yeah. They were throwing like buckets of water. <laughs> they were throwing so much before anybody got on stage. They it were throwing buckets of water insane, at Pusha T. Insane how much and you throwing like water video. bottles at him. Yeah, it's but, crazy. Yeah, so much water. And as soon as that happens, he gets off stage. One guy get like one or two guys get on stage. Yeah, one gets punched. The other one gets knocked to the ground. Yeah, the guy on the floor runs and gets off stage. And I think gets like grabbed by security, like actual venue security. Yeah, and then. Uh, another guy's like in the like in between pit between the you know audience and and the stage. No man's land gets grabbed by a, a security guard from from one of the videos I saw. Yeah, and then the guy on stage is just getting like pummeled by Pusha T's <laughs> entire <laughs> like, entourage, kicking him. And yeah, fucking, and eventually getting... he gets loose and like runs out. And uh, can, I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine fighting for a guy like Drake? Oh my God, not at all. Not at all. Now, I don't believe that he paid anybody to do this. No, no, no. I think this is this is fully individual yeah. of of the fans themselves who thought they were tough guys in Toronto. Yeah. 
and said to make Toronto tough. Exactly. And tried to, you know, set set a precedence to say you can't fuck around with one of our locals yeah. and get away with it. Um, I think that's all it was. But Pusha T, after after the kerfuffle was over, he comes back out on stage and he's like, yo, this nigga paid people <laughs> to come after me. Mm. We don't fuck with that bullshit, blah, blah, blah. You don't know he, where I'm from? Yeah, and then he does a I don't like that Chief Keef song. Yeah. Ugh, which, side note, I love his verse on there. Um <laughs> Oh, I crack my neck. One, one of his uh, one of his entourage comes out with a two by four. <laughs> really? Yeah, I missed that part. Yeah, I saw that on uh, oh, I forget Jesus or Romero. Yeah, posted about it. And it was like this guy's coming out like a WWE wrestler, <laughs> the two by four. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think Hacksaw Jim Duggan came out with the two by four. I think he may have referenced him by name. <laughs> um. Which that's fucking hilarious, but yeah, yeah I, I don't think you know. I I don't think he's wasting his time paying people to come to his Toronto no, show. No. And but it is still kind of like, come on, man, how corny can you be to want to storm Pusha T's set? How corny can you be to pay money? You put money in this guy's pocket right. to try to fight him just to get stomped out by his security. What? How did they think this was going to end? Maybe maybe they were like, as long as I get like one, one hit punch on in, him. right? And it's like you. At what point do you think his security's not paying attention? Right. Not only that, but why why is this so personal to you? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's the more important. question. Why are you willing to put your neck on the line to defend Drake? Because they could get serious jail time for that. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to go to, like, how do you explain that to your family and friends? I if, uh, if, had if, to fight for Drake. If I had to call you guys and it's, hey. Uh, oh, I'd leave your ass. Hey, Adam. <laughs> you, you'd be the, in jail overnight. Adam, you're at the house, right? <laughs> uh, I'm going to need you to post do bail me for me. A huge please. favor. I need you to post bail and I need you to come get me. You good with that? Call Drake, bitch. Call Drake. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, if I had to tell my parents that I... St- like That is some high school level yeah. bullshit. Maybe they were high school level kid people. They look like fucking adults. They look adults. like grown ass men. Yeah. They? Yeah, they did. They did. I understand. Like, I understand if... if High school brain. If Pusha T were to come out and be like, fuck Toronto... I hate Toronto, you know, but that's not what he's doing. Even that, you just boo and leave. Exactly. Flick him off. <coughs> Maybe. Oh, oh, it's okay. It's okay, buddy. It's all right. It's all right. Okay. Let it out. It, yeah. but, like, if you want, throw throw a bottle at him. Yeah, whatever. throw some beer at him or whatever. And go home. But storm the stage and try to fight, uh, you know, a celebrity? No. Guy who's on stage. You paid money to see him. You're going to storm the stage and try to fight him? A complete bitch move. Yeah. Not only... Th- I mean, like, it's not... Uh, there's nothing cool about defending a guy like Drake. But in at the same time, it's like... Yeah, it's a, it's a bitch move to try to storm the stage while this guy's performing. I mean, defending somebody who's who you don't know personally, period. Yeah. That's like... That's, that's some weirdo shit. Yeah. That's weirdo shit. Yeah. Like, why... You're, you're what gonna, do you have invested yeah. in this? Like that's some really strange. Like, it's not just, you know, you put you 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 did some crazy shit. It's like I, if I was your friend, I would be concerned for your mental health. Yeah. If you actually did something like that, and then you try to tell me like, yo, it was crazy. We almost got him. It's like, are you serious? <laughs> you storm the stage to fight in the name of a person you don't even know. Right. Um, you might want to talk to somebody. <laughs> Cause that's some weirdo shit to do. Yeah, so so stupid. Fucking weird, man. People are strange. People, people are strange. Mm-hmm. They're strange. Mm-hmm. You rush the crowd in the name of drink. drink. <laughs> so bad. Six 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 six. So stupid. Some people just. Oh man, it blows my mind, dude. It yeah. blows my mind. Hip hop culture can be toxic. It's a very, it's a strange place. Yeah. The the culture of hip hop, like when you look at 
the comment section of any hip hop uh, uh, um, article or website or whatever. <clears throat> Just the things that people are talking like uh like with the fires in California uh-huh. and Kanye West and Kim Kardashian, they paid a private security force to or not private security but private um, firefighters yep. to protect their home. Now yeah. the full story is they protected the entire neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Not just there. They didn't just let yeah. houses burn around them. While <laughs> just this house. Yeah, yeah. So they protected the entire neighborhood. That gets more clicks, though. Of course. Right. And that's the thing that people people love to hate on shit like that. Yeah. Then when he turns around and they donate. $100,000 or something? $500,000. I think they, they gave. They 100... donated 100000 to a family. Right. 500000 right. to the firefighters in general. Yeah. Yeah. $100,000 to a couple. Right. I think it was, it was it was a it was a a family that lost their home. Right? Yeah, it was a firefighter who lost his home. Okay, he lost right. his home fighting the fires. The fire, he was right. out there, and in the midst, he lost his own home. So a hundred thousand dollars on top of this guy's probably pretty fucking stacked insurance policy. Yeah, I'd hope so. Think about it. This guy's out there fighting fires, then he loses his own home in the fires. You think he's not? He's not going to get paid off of that. Like obviously, you know the the things that are one of a kind. Your your personal family heirlooms and things like oh, that. Yeah. Those are lost. That's yeah. over, and that's sad. Right. It is sad, but when it comes to actual like getting your life back together, mm-hmm. your insurance policy kicks in on top of a f- tax free one hundred thousand dollars. That's a huge leg up in your life. Yeah. Your 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 uh, your insurance policy is going to take care of everything else. That hundred thousand dollars is just to fucking that's a three that's a free hundred grand <laughs> take a vacation yeah you deserve it but does he get any credit for that no no and now well, i'm not know. sitting here defending kanye west it sounds like you are i'm defending i'm i'm just i'm not even defending him i just find it fascinating that these guys can't do anything right sometimes yeah that seems like a pretty cool thing to do regardless yeah, of how you feel about it. it is and i mean i i feel like i mean all right, uh, this may not be apples oranges because I can't think of one specific time that this happened, but that's what a lot of people claim about Donald Trump is yeah. that he's done so many shitty things that if he were to do a reasonably good thing, it'd go unnoticed because everything he does now is shrouded in this cloud of, yeah, but he's a dickhead. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. You know, people aren't looking for the positive. Yeah. When you you've set a precedence of being a piece of shit, yeah, the entire time, you know, yeah. So I feel like that's that's exactly what's happening to Kanye right now. Yeah, and I, and the problem with that is you're not thinking reasonably or logically. No, you're letting your emotions. It's all about emotion. Yeah. yeah, and if some like you know if the president of the United States did something good, you know. He did something good. Right. Like, regardless of, like, I don't like Donald Trump, but if he did something good, you have to give him credit for that. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's, it's, it, it kind of goes back to the, the conversation that we, that we <clears throat> sometimes have about intent versus, like, um, the actual actions and how you feel. Like, it, yeah, you yeah. Know, I was just thinking that we myself. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about that too. <clears throat> and it's like, if I it's, don't, if it's good, regardless of who it comes from, if, if something good were to have come out of something that Hitler did, it's still if, it's if it's still a good thing. still an objectively good thing. That doesn't make him a good person. That Correct. doesn't change. But you know. the thing is still good. Yeah. Separate of him. Separate of him. Right. That thing Separate is a of good the thing. individual, the thing is good. Yeah. We I, like. I know you just said like you have to, you have to not give him props, but you have to. Um, I forget exactly what what verbiage you use, but you you have to say that. What he did was good. Just I have don't to acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. I don't feel like you even have to acknowledge it. All you have to do is is see that thing and say, "That's good." Yeah, that's oh, a good oh, thing. Here's a good example. Uh, there was a ton of people giving uh, James Woods props when the fires were going. I don't know if you saw this when mm. the fires were going on. James Woods, who is a uh, big time right wing guy, yeah. big Trump guy, uh, big very outspoken. Yeah, very like you know one of those. He's a libtard kind of guys for I don't know. Um, <laughs> he's old and mad yeah, old crotchety heart two sizes too small kind of guy yeah but to his credit he used his twitter account to help locate 
anybody who was lost in the fires. That's cool. Anybody who would send him messages, he would put out the like basically an APB on anybody who was missing. He helped locate a lot of people. Yeah. And there were people on the left and the right who were just who were like, yo, regardless of how we feel about you as not a person, for nothing, but not for nothing. But what you did was pretty incredible. Yeah. You may disagree politically, but that shit was dope. Yeah. And you can do that. Yeah. You can do that with anybody. Put things aside, yeah. Just put put your personal beliefs aside. If somebody's doing something dope, just let them do something real, like nice for people. Or or momentarily put history aside. Yeah. Because uh, like I would, uh, it'd be really hard for me to, you know, give props to to Donald Trump after everything he's done yeah. at this point. Um, but objectively, if he, if he were to do something great for America and for people, mm-hmm. uh. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too, uh, too bold to not uh, acknowledge that. Right. It's not like you don't even have to, like, giving him props personally. Like, you don't even have to, like you said, you don't even have to do you, it. You that don't. Way. You don't have to say you're a good person. You can say that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Right. That happened. You, you did you a did. good thing. You were responsible for a good thing. Right. You good did a good you. thing. Right. Continue to do that, and maybe you know people change. Maybe I'll how change they my feel. mind. But right. as of right now, you did a good thing. You still suck. Yes. I guess it's that's an easy thing to do. Yeah. And like, you know, people I think people should start doing that. I think we would be I think we we could meet in the middle a little bit more and we could have a better yeah. understanding of each other if we were able to just be like, you know, you suck, but what you did was dope. We we can shake hands on that. Right. I appreciate that thing you did. You still suck. Yeah. Easy. But this is a start maybe. But like so, like with with Kanye West, people are like only a hundred thousand, <laughs> right? They're like, are you serious? If somebody, <laughs> how much dro- did you give? Exactly, dog. If somebody dropped off a hundred thousand dollar check on your lawn, that would change your life. Yeah, that would change your life. Yeah. And yeah. until you can show me that you donated somebody's GoFundMe or you helped somebody in their time of need, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You can't. You don't get to complain about stuff like that. No. 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 No, that's no, no, no. wild. It, it, wild well, to me. It's it's because we are we are in such a polarized culture currently. It's either on or off, black or white. Yeah. There's no there's no room for any kind of nuance. Nothing. And I, nothing. And, I, and that's what's so like that's what bugs me out. So I feel much. like that's the theme of our podcast because we always talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I think. I mean. I just. I think that we try to encourage people to just see things from both sides. Right. Like we're not. You know. Unless this, you're a Nazi. Unless you're a Nazi. <laughs> Continue to punch them. Right. Punch those people. I, can, I mean, Political violence. Yeah. We're definitely not middle of the road. I think we both lean. Oh, we left. lean right. What? What? Oh, oh, whoa. All right. Whoa. (laughs) Oh, just kidding. No, we definitely lean left. Yeah. And and, that's pretty obvious. Yeah, I think that I think the slant is pretty obvious. Yeah. But there are things that I I think I think it goes with the fact that we know people who are on the right. Yeah. And those people, we know them. They're not bad people. No, but they have bad bad takes on things yes, i feel very very bad takes on things yeah but misinformed that doesn't change how you, you you can still love and respect somebody who you don't agree with right that does not that doesn't make them bad people outright however i think what people have an issue with is that those people elect the people who do the bad things yeah 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 i get that so okay so i had this conversation with somebody at work actually very inappropriate work conversation (laughs) but you know we still got into it Mm -hmm. so somebody i work with um we we've seen uh is a trump supporter okay 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 and mind you like i'm in a uh, you know a mostly liberal environment uh as a as a creative as somebody that's in a creative workforce so most of the people are liberal so uh, somebody that is on the other side is reasonably rare. Yeah. Um, so this person we've, we've seen as, is, is a Trump supporter. Um, and I was talking to somebody else who I work with who is, you know, more left-leaning. And, uh, you know, I, I, it was just after the election, the, the, the midterms where we're at right now, you know? Okay. And it, it, at least in Florida, had been a major defeat for a lot of the left. Yeah. Um, for the most part. So, you know, I was, everybody was kind of shaken up over it. 
because we had this hope that, you know, things would change. You know, we hoped that Gillum would get into power and, you know, that, that things would change. But they didn't. Mm. And, uh, you know, we ended up kind of where we were before. So um, I, I was talking to her and I was like, you know, I think what I'm having trouble with is not that like I'm intolerant of this person and their beliefs, but it's that those beliefs enable not just, you know, their, their, let's say views on taxes or even, you know, strict immigration laws. Yeah. That's fine. But what they've been enabling is attacks on our press. Yeah. Uh, the enforcement, I don't care who made the law. The enforcement of a law that has children in cages. Attacks on trans people. Attacks on trans people. Um, and just, I mean, a lot of things that I can't personal, personally understand how somebody could be behind. And maybe that person that I'm talking about right now isn't behind those things, but they have to understand that what they cast their their vote for enables those things right so they they you know they go together that's a a paired vote yeah so you know even if you don't agree with like higher taxes or something do you agree with having children in cages because if if you if you are okay with children in cages as long as you're not taxed a little more then I don't really know where we can have a dialogue right. because I don't understand ethically how you can sleep at night knowing that the person you've elected has not only allowed these things, but has kind of beat the drum for them to continue. Right. You know, he's empowered these things. He's, you know, that entire, uh, uh, mantra behind it is, is really <laughs> like a nationalist perspective that, become scary over time yeah and i just I, I i've seen as a detriment to america i don't see how that's not obvious yeah uh, maybe i'm seeing it from a very biased perspective myself and i'm open to you know people telling me how i'm wrong but at the same time i just don't see how like you can objectively look at the you know the 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 perspective that you know you you, you shouldn't listen to women who claim to have been raped and you know uh, trans issues and stuff like that where they don't even want to acknowledge that trans people exist yeah and the entire immigration thing of well first of all uh, enabling the president to have our troops on the border because of this dangerous caravan and then not talking about it once the elections are over right it's just uh, people call it before People call it before that even happened, and lo and behold, the caravan's gone, guys. We're not talking we're about not the caravan talking about anymore. anymore. Yep. And it's just so frustrating to me. Um, but my main point in that is that it, it it it's harder and harder to differentiate between simple political party differences and ethics. Okay. Yeah. No, I I completely hear what you're saying, and you're right. And I think that that is probably the issue that we're running into with <laughs> literally everything we said before this. Yeah. Which is it's hard to find common ground with people who the divide is getting wider and wider. Right. It's 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 getting harder and harder to step across a divide where people are saying like these things are okay and and in your heart of hearts you're like but they're not okay. Right. And I can't keep stepping over the line to meet you in the middle because we're no longer meeting in the middle. I'm continually stepping over my own morals mm -hmm. to try to meet you somewhere where I shouldn't be meeting you. We're not meeting in the middle anymore. Right. And I think that's probably the issue where you, you want to try to see eye to eye with people. But like you said, I mean, if you can, if you can believe some of these things or if even if you don't believe them, but you can, you can tolerate some of these things in the name of your political choice right? or your color, your mm -hmm. party color. Mm -hmm. 
then yeah, it's it's harder and harder to to to, to sympathize with your side and to see eye to eye with you. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It, it's kind of it's kind of bleak, bro. Yeah. To think about the like the political divide is just it's only gonna get wider. I just don't see how how we can find a common ground when it just seems like okay from my perspective let's just say kids in cages right kids in cages aren't okay uh, like i'll die on that hill okay <laughs> Ooh, controversial i know hot take <laughs> hot take um but somebody who's you know very conservative and likes trump will look at that and say well you know their family shouldn't have tried to cross the border illegally they broke the law they broke the law so therefore you know we we have to deal with them as as we can and we're doing our best to make sure we're doing that as ethically as possible Mm -hmm. and you know the the left-leaning media is really blowing it out of proportion things are actually okay for these kids they're (laughs) actually more comfortable than they would have been at home right um you know, so that's how their view is, and that's how my view is. So, as they see it, these people are criminals, and you know, we have to have stricter borders because that's what will make America stronger, yeah. right? So, anything that goes against that is anti American and making America weaker and more susceptible to terrorism, and you know, um, you know, just make, making not making America great again. Mm-hmm. Whereas my perspective is you're putting children in cages. <laughs> That's pretty much the end of that. You're there separating you you're separating children from their parents. Yeah. And sometimes they can't find their way back. That's a pretty simple thing to just say, No, that's not how we should do I'm, this. I'm personally not okay with that. I don't care if I don't care if they're quote unquote illegal immigrants. Yeah. Like that's not okay to, for me. Yeah. For me personally, that's not an okay uh, line for us as Americans to cross. Yeah. But sadly, we already crossed it. Yeah. And that's that's what's really fucked up. And we voted for it. Yeah. And we continue to vote for it. Yeah. So. <sighs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Fuck. That is the reality that we're living in. I need to have more pizza. Hey, yeah, let's go get more pizza. And let's tell the people what we thought of this beer. Okay. I mean, okay, before we get into the beer <laughs> review, just continue to fight. Yeah. You know, if you don't if you don't agree with what's going on, continue to fight. Don't give up hope. Because yeah. Well, complacency is, is, is the way that we end up here. Right. You and know? That, and that's that's the problem. There's there's no way there is no way that the right the people not I shouldn't say the right. I shouldn't say conservatives. I should say people who believe these things are okay. There's no way that those people outnumber us. Right. They just put in more effort. They show up when they need to show up. They vote on the issues that they need to vote on. Mm-hmm. We have so many people on our side who are complacent or who believe in conspiracy theories. Yeah. And, don't and, believe that the system works and I mean there was five percent undecided. Right. This, uh, during the during this midterm. Yeah. That 5% could have swung it. Yeah, of course. And so if you believe something strongly, make the effort. Keep yeah. fighting. That's all. No, just, just keep fighting. Regardless of whatever side you're on, just stay informed. Try yeah. to stay informed from as many sources as you possibly can. I know I know a lot of the media is generally left-leaning. I understand that. And, you know, I'm sure there is a lot of bias that goes into it. Um, so, you know, I'm not I'm not blind to that, but just try to... Try to see all perspectives. Try to yeah. get as much information from as many sources, even if you don't agree with them. Yeah. And uh, try to make up your mind for yourself if you possibly can. Yeah. As we have done with these beers. Yes. So, Obesius, this brew that you grabbed for us is from the Collective Project. It is an it's the number seven IPA, a Southern Hemisphere IPA featuring Nelson and Citra. What'd you think of this brew, my man? I actually really liked it. Yeah. Um, the one word that jumped out to me when I was drinking it was mellow. Mm. It's very smooth, very mellow IPA. Yes. Um, you definitely get a good bit of the IPA hoppy kick. Uh huh. But there's something else here that really softens it, but not in a way that makes it um, bland. 
or watery. It just it just it tastes like you're drinking a cloud. Yeah. You know? Like it's a an apt description. Like a hoppy cloud. Yeah. I really liked it. Uh, I would actually highly recommend this one if you can find it. It looks like this is a limited release, yeah. so you may have to do some searching. But uh, that being said, it? I'd give it a five. Oh, I knew he was going to do it. I knew he was going to do it. Yeah, that's good. I mean, honestly, ladies and gentlemen, fucking just copy-paste what he just said. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you, 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 I wish that I could add to it. You described it pretty <laughs> aptly. Like, that's exactly how I feel about it. Yeah. Five out, five out of six for me. Yep, it's smooth. It's still got the IPA hops. It tastes really good. It's got a good flavor to it. Yeah. It's just this is a really good beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, um, good alcohol uh, balance. Uh, applause to Collective Project. This is, um, this is really good. You yeah. guys did a good job with this. This is a fantastic beer. You made our list. Yeah, we'll look out for you. Good job. Yeah. So, unanimous five out of six for the IPA number seven. This has been the One Baron Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, boy. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer. Um, Go out and vote when you need to. (laughs) Whenever you feel the need to. (laughs) Uh, Hey, my album, Leisure, is coming out November 23rd. So, if you're listening to this podcast, look out for it. On uh, this Friday, it will be available on all platforms. Hope you guys enjoy it. It's drastically different from the last project, and so if you're looking for that stuff, I don't, I don't know what to, <laughs> don't know what to tell you. It doesn't sound like that. It at still all. exists. Go back and yeah, listen yeah, to yeah. it go if back you and want listen it. Listen to that if you if you want that stuff. Go back and listen to that. This is new, and uh, I'm really proud of it. And I hope you guys like it. So happy Thanksgiving too. Happy Thanksgiving. We didn't even really. Acknowledge it. (laughs) (laughs) We we went down a long and lonesome road. Dark road. Um, Enjoy your turkey. Yeah. Or whatever you're into. And have a beautiful evening. We love you.